Hello all, welcome to another episode of Orthodontics in Summary. Today we're looking at our final part of the Invisalign European Scientific Symposium and this time we're looking at data mining and innovations with Align. This was an interesting presentation, my favourite from the symposium by John Martin and Mitria Derankashan. John started off describing how aligners work. It's a simple idea, but he explored it and he explained it really well. He described Invisalign as a force-driven system, as opposed to a displacement-driven system. Now he qualified those two terms, a displacement-driven system. Simply, one aligner has some movement built in, and the tooth displaces in that direction. And he described a force-driven system, whereby not only is the tooth displaced from the coronal perspective, but is a counterforce to upright the tooth, i.e. achieving controlled bodily movement. And how Align achieves this? Well, it's through three features, that of smart force, smart track, and smart stage. So translating those three things. Smart force, how the aligner contacts the tooth and applies that force. It does it through two main ways. It changes the tooth shape through the attachment itself, and it changes the shape of the aligner using power ridges and pressure areas. What's really interesting is that they're exploring how they can create a mismatch between the aligner and between the attachment to allow a point force application. He suggests this may reduce the amount of attachments that are needed, that are needed long term when the aligners develop. He spoke about smart track, so translating that, it's the material of the aligner itself. He described it as a highly elastic material with a high working range. Now he likened that to an arch wire that we're familiar with, with nitite arch wires, and described the paradigm shift between general aligners and Invisalign being like that of stainless steel and nickel titanium wires. The third was that of smart stage. Now smart staging is how the sequence of tooth movement takes place. He said that each tooth movement is calculated for the overall objectives, and that force is then built into the aligner. He gave the analogy of the first permanent molar, the lectures that we heard from on a previous podcast. That when we're carrying out expansion with the Invisalign first, the first molar is the least predictable tooth. So what do they do? Well, they move the first permanent molar initially. They carry out expansion and keep the rest of the teeth in the same position to provide anchorage. Once the first molar starts to move, it's considered to have momentum with the Invisalign and therefore other tooth movement can then take place. Then we moved on to looking at the data, and I think this is quite interesting from Invisalign. They have a large quantity of information that comes from people uploading data, and they've looked at it to see how does tooth movement occur. So they looked at two things, how effective is distalizing? Looked at three th sequences, that of sequential distalization, i.e. when a tooth moves half the distance it's supposed to distalize to, then the adjacent tooth moves at another half, and so on and so forth. They had 2,000 patients they looked at, a phenomenal number of patients in any data set. The second was modified distalization, i.e. when a tooth moves only a third of its distalization distance, then the second tooth moves and so on. Had 4,000 patients for this, and finally simultaneous movement, all teeth distalized at the same time. They found with sequential distalization, they were able to preserve anchorage the best, which is interesting. The next was looking at bite ramps. 
and they found when bite rams were present compared to when bite rams weren't present, there was 30% greater intrusion of the lower incisors when patients had severe bites. Now that's interesting because when we apply bite ramps, typically with a URA or with fixed appliances, we're trying to get posterior disclusion, but it has always begged the question, do we get anterior forces that cause effects? Here, Invisalign have shown that it does with bite ramps with Invisalign. Interestingly, it didn't cause any intrusion of the upper incisors. New products come into Invisalign, whether well, it's a ClinCheck Pro, which is going to come to being a cloud-based process. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And the second is in-smile visualization, whereby the actual ClinCheck smile outcome will be incorporated into smile aesthetics. So overall, this was my favorite lecture. It explained more how Invisalign worked. It explained how they've come to some of their ideas using the immense amount of data that they do have. What I found interesting was the likening of aligners to a night tie wire and how they were to achieve those similar properties. In this presentation from the symposiums, they spoke about using auxiliaries, elastics, mandibular advancements, bite ramps, all from the sounds of things to aid the predictability of what is a highly elastic material producing more bodily movements. I think it's so interesting they're looking at how they can develop smart force, creating notches, mismatching of attachments and the plastic to allow point-specific application. Could they then achieve a very focused tooth movement as a consequence? That's it for this, another episode of Orthodontics in Summary. Look forward to the next episode and please do subscribe.